are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are exactly what the world needs, and God has brought you here for his divine purpose. This is not the time to wring your hands in despair. This is not the time to get drowned by the voices and turbulence of the outside world. This is not the time to get worried about what you could have done and what you couldn't do in the past years. Rise into your decade of relevance. Step into your season of prominence. A new decade has just begun. This is Purpose 2020. And now, prepare your hearts as we welcome God's servant this morning. Like the sons of Korah said, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. A blessed morning to you all watching from your homes. You are live on the Maker's House Chapel East Legon Branch, the Hope Arena, and we gladly welcome you to this morning's service. It's time for the word, and I'm excited because this morning, the Lord will give us a word that would inspire us and motivate us to be better versions of ourselves. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, we thank you this morning for your word, so sweet. We are grateful that every time we come into your presence, you give us a word to feed and nourish our souls and our spirits. We are thankful to you. It's a joy to be in your presence because, Lord, you bless us each and every time we hearken unto your voice. And this morning will be no different. Lord, our prayer is that this word will come and it will bring some relief and joy into our lives. The word has been written for our admonishment. It has been written for our correction. It has been written for our edification. It has been written so that we can grow and give a better account of ourselves when you call us to account. For that, we say thank you. I pray that every heart will be softened this morning, that the word that is coming will fall on a heart that is ready to receive it. I pray that the enemy will not steal this word, whether by using the cares of this world or by causing people to lack faith in your word, that we will not only be hearers, that we will also be doers of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you are home, I want you to lift up your Bibles as we make our declaration of faith. It is something we believe. And join us, even if you are not a member of the Hope Arena, to make this declaration of faith. Lift your Bibles and say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I will go where it says I can go. I will become what it says I can become. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Now slap your chest confidently and say, I am a believer. Amen. This morning, I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Ecclesiastes 11.1. Um, and I'll also read 4 to 6. I'll do Genesis 26, 1 to 5 and 12 to 13. I'll do Genesis 22, 15 to 19. 
and First Kings 17, 7 to 16. And I like to take all my readings at once so that I don't have to come back um, to the word because everything that I'm going to share, um, these will be the foundational scriptures for them. So Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know what is the way of the wind, or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. I'll take First Kings 17 from verses 7 to 16. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Elijah meets a widow. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. Before the Lord speaks, he has already made provision. And he called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Very sad. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. But instead of eating it, make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bean of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was never used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry. According to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Now let's go to Genesis 22, and I'll do verses 15 to 19. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, as in be willing to sacrifice your son, and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven 
and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men. And they rose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Our final scripture. And then we will go into the word of the Lord. Genesis 26. And I'll do from verses 1 to 5 and then 12 to 13. There was farming in the land besides the first farming that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerah. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in their seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes. So Isaac dwelt in Gerah. Let's move on to verses 7, verses 12 and 13. My scriptures are many today, forgive me. Verses 12 and 13 in one basket. And sometimes this advice gets so much into our head as humans that we become so cautious and risk averse that this becomes a source of inertia leading to inaction. And this, of course, limits our potential for greatness. Many of us have become slaves to fear. And we choose to mark time where we are because we are afraid to take a move or make a step in the direction that we ought to go. Some of us are restrained because we are looking at our past experiences of failure and we are telling ourselves that no more failure for me. I would rather not take a risk. I would rather not try. Some of us are looking at the experiences of people around us. Oh, so and so started this and it failed. Why should I be the one to go down that path? My mother failed. My father failed. My friends have failed. It is difficult in Ghana. Somebody tried this and it didn't work. And some of these experiences have shaped us. And, and giving us a certain inertia that even as children of God, we are afraid to step out and take the land that God has so graciously given to us. Some of us fear the unknown. We don't just fear the fact that other people have failed, but we are telling ourselves a bed in hand is worth 100 in the forest. I would rather sit in my corner and guard the little that I have than take a step and invest or invest in my business or my relationship or whatever it would take for me to build up. We fear the unknown. And that has resulted in us not sowing where we need to sow. I am all for planning. Same way Jesus advises us to plan. He in fact tells us that no man will start to build unless he first sits and counts the cost. Planning is fantastic. 
the land of Canaan had been promised to the Israelites. Moses knew that God would give them the land. Regardless, he would send spies into the land, do a recce, make sure that they have prepared accordingly. So I'm not talking about planning or your ability to look at the feasibility of something before you step out. What I am talking about is the inertia that we, we are so afraid to take risks that even after we have convinced ourselves that something is possible, we still sit and don't move. I want to tell you this morning, to achieve greatness, it is important that you step out and risk something. Risk a seed. Risk your time. Risk something, a potential to fail before greatness can be yours. Ecclesiastes tells us that we should not be afraid to cast our bread upon the waters. Casting your bread upon the waters implies that you are taking a certain risk because the outcomes can be many. You can cast your bread and the fishes in the sea will eat your bread. You can cast your bread and it will drift off and never come back. But you can also cast your bread and I will show you how when you cast your bread, you are sure that this bread will come back after many days and it will not come back the same. It would have swelled up and multiplied. So you ought to cast your bread upon the waters. It tells us again that he who looks at the clouds will not sow, and he who looks at the winds will not reap. Sometimes you want to take a step, but, but you, are, you are looking, you are listening to the people who believe that they, they can determine the clouds and the seasons and the winds. You, you are looking at the so-called experts that are telling you that, no, somebody did it this way and it failed, so you cannot try it. You, you are looking at the people that will advise you on when to move and when not to move. Sometimes you, you are so engrossed in what other people are advising you, some of them pessimists in your life, but, but, but you are afraid to take a step and cast your bread upon the waters. If you look at the winds and the clouds, you will not sow. All of the time, God will require that we take a step of faith and we step out in confidence and with courage that when we sow, we will reap. Anybody who has taken a stand with God has realized that it would take them coming out of their comfort zone and stepping out and pushing forward to realize that God only comes through when we are able to take a step of faith with him. Abraham was willing to take a risk with his son Isaac. Something he had waited for for 25 years. He was willing to climb Mount Moriah and kill this child because God said, I require this child. Oh, oh can you imagine the, the, the level of faith? And what if I kill this child and I don't get any more? But God said, I am going to be the father of nations. But God was testing whether Abraham was willing to take a risk and cast his bread upon the waters. And because of what Abraham did, God firmed up a covenant with him. God took another step and said, I am swearing by myself. When God swears by himself, nothing in this earth 
can stop the movement and the shaking that God is bringing. But it will take somebody taking a step and risking something, something in your hand. You need to risk something. You need to put in something. You, you, you need to be like the widow of Zarephath. All she had left was something for her and her son to eat and to die. And the prophet said, I come to you with the word of the Lord like I'm doing this morning. And I am encouraging you that instead of going the way of the ordinary, instead of being like every other believer, I want you to go and prepare something for me and bring it for me to eat. And after that, this is what the Lord is saying to you. How many of us would have taken this risk? What if the man of God is sick? What if I bring the bread and he deceives me and I don't get anything back? But this woman was willing to trust the word of the prophet and to say that even though what I have is so limited, I am willing to cast it upon them. Because if I am looking at the clouds of my life, if I am looking at my financial situation, I will never give to anybody. If I am looking at where I am right now, I won't even go looking for a job. If, if I look at my family lineage, I, it will stop me from moving out there. Maybe I can't even speak English very well, but God is saying that I should move, that I will be a business owner, that I will own uh, estates and real estate and property. But how is that going to be possible? This widow took a risk, prepared the food, brought it to the prophet. And you know what? She had a lifetime supply of flour and oil. It never, ever ran out. She took a risk. Isaac obeyed. Isaac wanted to move out of the land because the land wasn't favorable. It was a farming in the land. And which farmer sows in a time of drought? Oh, you, you, have, you have a bowl of seed and you are protecting that seed because you know as a farmer, you want to put that seed in the ground and you are expecting that every one of those seeds will bear fruit. So if I am a farmer, I am waiting for the time that the rain is about to start so that when I plant, I will be able to reap. If I am an investor, I am looking for the time that the economy is right before I step out. If I am a child of God, I am looking for the time that I have a lot of money in my account before I support anybody else. Oh, but God said to Isaac, don't move from this land. So in this land, because you know, you are a child of promise. Abraham is your father. And I have a covenant with Abraham. In the same way we are sons of Abraham by covenant. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. The word that was given to Abraham lies on our head. He said I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And anywhere you go this land is for you. We have a promise over our lives as children of God. So the, 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 the clouds and the winds and its impact on other people is minus us. Isaac said, because the Lord has spoken, I am not moving to Egypt. I am sowing in this land at the word of the Lord. And Bible says that Abraham sowed in the land of farming, in the land of drought, when it was impossible for any seed to sprout out of the ground because the ground was too hard, but the seed sprout. And in the same year, Isaac reaped a hundredfold. 
What is the Lord telling you to do in these times? What is the clouds and the winds that are stopping you from making a step and walking out in confidence and boldly knowing that the Lord has given you it? But if you listen to me carefully, one common thread runs through all the stories that I shared. And that thread is this. They all moved at the voice of the Lord. If you are not going to be watching the clouds and the winds and, 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 and everything the experts are telling you, then you should be listening to a master expert, the creator of the universe, the owner of the heavens and the earth, the one who has the times and seasons in his hands, the ones who can declare and no man can turn around. You ought to be hearing that, that voice tell you what to do, where to go, when to do it. But the problem nowadays is that as children of God, we are are not ready to pay the price to come into the presence of the Lord and hear him speak to us. You see, sometimes we think erroneously that God is talking mindlessly. God doesn't have anything to do with his time. He's bored. So he's just talking. I mean, you hear the analogy. Oh, that God is always talking. It will take you to tune in so that you can hear. That will be an insane God. God is not talking. God only talks to people who are ready to hear. Samuel was in the temple. God had called to him three times. God should just have spoken. But it took God to speak only when Samuel reckoned that it was God talking to him. So God will not give a word until Samuel had come and said, Lord, I am ready. Speak to me. God will not speak to Moses until Moses had climbed Mount Sinai and spent 40 days in his presence. Then Moses will come back with the law in his hands for the people of God. Oh, Elijah would go and hide in some cave and, and, and the wind was passing the storm. But it took Elijah to come out of the tent and, and, and to hear that voice for him to say, Lord, I am ready. Speak to me. How do you hearken to a voice that you cannot hear? And my challenge to you this morning is this. My encouragement to you this morning is this. If there's anything you can desire, desire to hear from the Lord. Listen, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call on me. And it's a promise. I, the Lord, I will answer. And I, the Lord, I will show you great things that you cannot see. The Lord is ready. He has hearkened his voice. But it will take somebody with a clean hand and a pure heart to access the mountains of our God and to stand in his presence and to receive a word from him. Maybe you are saying that, but isn't it only prophets and people who can hear the word? No, my Bible tells me that God is even ready to speak to a donkey if that donkey is ready to hear. God is waiting for you. As people and as children of God, let's determine in our lives that we are going to build up a culture of sitting in the Lord's presence, waiting on him and asking the Lord, the Lord, direct me what to do. Maybe he won't give you a, an audible word, but the Lord will put ideas in your mind. The Lord will put you in contact with people that will bring you some ideas that will change your destiny. The Lord will lead you to a certain agenda that you will look at it and say that 
this can only be God. I encourage somebody this morning. My firm conviction and my prayer is that the Lord will hearken unto you. And that when the Lord gives you a word, do not watch the clouds. When the Lord speaks, do not watch the winds. When the Lord declares a word in your life, the, word put, the Lord puts an idea in your heart. The Lord tells you that, make a move, step out here, go this way, go there. Do not wait. Cast your bread upon the waters. After many days, it will come back to you. If you watch the clouds, you will not sow. If you listen to the naysayers, you will not move. If you listen to the enemy's voice speaking at you every day, telling you that you are a failure, you cannot do it, you are not capable of doing it, you will not move. But be encouraged this morning that God has a plan for your life. And the Lord is ready to bless you and take you to the next level. And I leave you with this. Do not watch the clouds. I hope you have been blessed this morning. And I hope that somebody even in these COVID times, is going to take a step. Make a move. Do not listen to what they are saying. Businesses are thriving. There is a wealth transfer happening right before your eyes. Some things are doing well. Some things are not doing well. Maybe it is time for you to make a turn and look at other things. Maybe you need to sow into somebody's life. Maybe you need to bless a man of God. Maybe you need to sow into somebody, some family. That, because that is the avenue that God is telling you that if you take the step, I am going to bless you. And I pray that testimonies will abound. That we'll be able to say that I sowed in the land of famine. And in the same year, I reaped a hundredfold. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to always have you with us. I pray that you will share this message with somebody. If you have been watching us on Facebook, kindly click the share button. And let somebody else watch the sermon and be blessed. We'll come your way again next week, Sunday. Like I always say... Our virtual church has come to stay. And we want to encourage you that we'll keep growing. Join us every Wednesday, every Sunday, and let's share fellowship. Every Wednesday and Friday, I am on Star 103.5 FM. You can tune in at 5 a.m. and listen to us. God bless you. See you next week. Shalom. How you start your day is very important. You need to command your morning. If you haven't started tuning in to Star 103.5 every Wednesday and Friday, I don't know what you're waiting for. Hi, my name is Patricia, and I don't joke with starting my day right. That is why I start my day soaking myself in the Word of God. That is why I tune in to Arena of Hope on Star 103.5 FM on Wednesdays and Fridays from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. to help me start my day right. It's been a blessing since I started listening to the Arena of Hope radio ministry by Pastor Weinman. You need fuel to finish the week strong. Listen to her on Wednesdays, 5 to 5.30 a.m. on Star 103.5 FM. And in fact, you need more fuel to go through the weekend. So she comes again on Fridays between the same time on the same radio station. Listen to the Arena of Hope radio ministry and you'll be blessed. It's life-changing. Don't be left out every Wednesday and Friday, 5 a.m.